Jeremy, Jer Jeremy, talk about some leaders and things. Hey, hey, hey. That's my new favorite song. I can't sing along. Okay. Hey, you did though. I didn't mean to. That was amazing. <laughs> Are we hitting the karaoke room tonight, JT? Uh, absolutely not. Are we hitting the virtual karaoke room tonight, JT? Uh, let me tell you a little story about karaoke and me. There is nothing I like less than karaoke. And it's not just because I don't like to sing, with which I don't, which I know makes no sense to our listeners since I literally sing <laughs> all the time on this podcast. But the idea of people failing at stuff makes me so uncomfortable. And so watching mm. other people who can't sing sing, even if they're enjoying it, I get this like secondary version of guilt and shame for them. I don't know why, but it is brutal for me. Wow. All yeah. right. Well, you know, I mean, other than one friend of mine, I will say that the general, I mean, I know karaoke technically means empty orchestra, but I yep. think what it actually translates to is failed singing attempts. So like if you just fully embrace that, like all of it is inherently about failure. Does that make it easier? No. The only thing that makes it easier is alcohol. Well, I do think those two things pair nicely. Would you like yeah. a little wine? Would you, would you like a little Chianti with your crappy version of Journey? Yeah. See, like, if you get me on a good night with some good friends, I can and have been convinced to go. And I will participate because I get why it's fun. But, like, I even think about um, when American Idol first came out and they do the auditions in the, in the beginning, I couldn't ever watch the first, like, 10 episodes of that show because I'm like, I don't like people being made fun of for being bad. Like, it makes me really uncomfortable. Same reason, even though I love comedy, I have a real hard time with open mics because I don't want to go watch somebody fail. Like, mm. it's just a thing I, I don't, I'm not good at. Same reason I don't really love college sports but love professional sports. If, you, if you're a master at your craft, I'm totally in. But to watch a bunch of kids in, like, the NCAA – like if you're the 16th seed coming into the round of 64 and you won on a play-in game and you've got to play the number one team in the country like Duke and they just absolutely demolish you, I do not enjoy that. Got it. Got it. All right. Well, good to know. Uh, so no karaoke, which is a which, which there is a little tie into our cast here because one of my go-to songs, especially if it's like a private room group group thing, is uh, "Summer Nights" from your favorite musical movie of all time. Of course, I love that of course. so much. All right, well, let's move on to more fun stuff since this is obviously where we will show no signs of failure. In fact, we're talking about people who lead and are avoiding failure. How did you feel this list went for you? Uh, I had a little bit of fun with it, I got to say. I enjoyed the process. It took me a little while to to really uh, uh, kind of get into where I wanted to take it. Cause at first I was, I was hemming and hawing on what level of leadership I would include because a lot, like I'll give you an example. The movie glory has, uh, has some great leadership stuff going on, but at the same time, I think the, the character is only like a, a Sergeant major or something like that. So I was like, well, that's not really what I set out to do here. I think that would be actually its own good episode. Uh, so once I got down to deciding this was only uh, president, what was it? President slash king slash uh, war, warlord slash Shaw slash uh, uh, space avenger, commander in chief, whatever the things are, 
then it got a little it got a little smoother sailing. And also for everybody who for our, for our devout listeners, we eliminated CEO style leaders from the cast. We felt that that could again be its own little category and was a little distracting. How about you, JT? What, what was it like for you? Because I don't think it was quite the same. Well, if I could elicit a very old reference to In Living Color, um, to use Damon Wayans and uh, was it David Allen Greer? Hated it. <laughs> uh, this this week was absolutely brutal for wow. me for some reason, and I don't know why. Like it, something about the, I just felt really boxed in. <laughs> to be honest, like I was like, okay, presidents and and deity and kings i'm like i don't know i don't know so i'm just like okay well you can do like the lean into real people or is it more fictional people and then it's like i kind of forgot about the fantasy world entirely until like yesterday and then i was like oh i bet there's a lot of people that probably fit this in fantasy it was like really a struggle boss i am now pretty happy with i'm very happy with my top five pong i basically had to play with because i was like all right in order to make this work and we'll get to that later. I wound up really liking my list, but usually I'm like fighting to figure out what's in the top five. This week I was like, I need to just figure out people who fit the bill at all that are also fun. Cause there's some that I think are a little bit obvious, not Shawshank, but like a little bit obvious, but aren't specifically like a good time to talk about. So I wanted it also to be a good time. So I've taken some liberties. All right. We'll, we'll accept said liberties. I think that's fun. <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny because you know, I like a lot of the, the fantasy genre. Truth is, from a movie-dumb perspective, there's not a lot of great fantasy kings or queens. Uh, that, and that's another thing I noticed when I was, when I was looking at it from, from different angles. When I really went looking at, like, queens or even went down to, like, prince and princesses, there's clear, like, the male domination of this category is off the charts. And it's, yeah, it's you're actually... Cool. When I did when I did do some googling, it's it's you can actually see the corrections happening. Like you can look yep. at like the last five eight years of movie making and and a lot more prominent roles of stronger women in actual leadership where they're not the tyrant. Because until about two thousand and ten or so, if you had a woman leading from a from a uh, from any of this kind of categories, they were then generally cast as the the antagonists like. You got the evil queens from Snow White, etc. Yep, totally. No, yeah, I uh, actually had a conversation with my wife about that because, in in order to j- just even putting the list together, I was like, oh, there is like just a huge abstract here, like where where it's very clear that there's only a particular kind of person that's going to do this, basically until the '90s, maybe. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, and even even really the 2000s is when it started to turn. 2010s for the better. So yeah, this is a, that's a good call out. We are probably objectively one-sided as far as gender in this, but unfortunately it's what's available. So I did have one pick that I couldn't fully justify because he's only on screen in the movie for like three minutes. Uh, so I had one of, I had a, there's actually a few of those kind of examples. Uh, in that case, it was the uh, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves King. Oh yeah. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Should we do a little Shawshank chatty chat? I think we should. All right. So Shawshank being the most rewatchable movie, we're defining the category. What is the category definer for uh, best leader in a in a movie? So, do you have one? I have two contenders. 
I don't know okay. that they're truly as Shawshank as the category as we if we're being as strict as we like to be, one of them is probably a fit, one of them might not be. But uh, I can make my play for both. How about you? Okay, so I only have one, and I'm I I really don't really want him on there because I am almost positive he's in your top five, and I kind of want you to do it. Like I want to well, give you the airtime to really talk about it. Well, I think our agreement is if you Shawshank him, but I don't, I get to talk about them. That's true. That's true. Right. But if you Shawshank him and I agree, then I won't talk about him. And the five that are my actual top five, I would not, in fact, Shawshank any of them at all. I, oh, I love them in my top five, but I don't consider them uh, perfection in, in category. And funny, the two that I have are actually ones that I don't really want to talk about that much. I just, But I think what they did was so interesting. What, you want me to go one, and then you'll go one, and then I'll do my other one? Yeah, let's do that. Okay. So my first one is um, uh, the president from the movie The American President, Michael Douglas's role in that movie. Got it. Okay. And my, my statement here being he's in every – I mean, he he's just shy of probably the best fictional president, which would be Martin Sheen and West Wing, which is a TV show. Correct. So I think Michael Douglas as president, he had a couple of little quirks along the way, but if that guy was our, if that, oh geez, I don't have his character name in front of me. If that president was our president, I think we'd all be like, that's a pretty good president. Yeah, that's a good one. I don't have, I have that in Pong. Um, I definitely, I'm, I would be comfortable Shawshanking it just because again, the box of president, like I agree with you other than Martin Sheen, and there's maybe like one or two others that you that were not real presidents. I'd be like, yeah, okay, that's probably pretty good. I, I don't love it as a Shawshank just because I don't think of him. He didn't jump to mind. Like I had to get to him when I came to it. So oh, I, I don't love it as a Shawshank. I don't love it. Okay. All right. What's yours? Is it Martin Sheen? No, it's not. I, I <laughs> almost put Martin Sheen in there even though we didn't do TV just because he was that good. Right. But since you said you took liberties, I'm just, I'm just now assuming you you might have gone all the way. Like, for all I know, it's it's the Burger King guy from the commercials. Uh, like, where are you going with this? It's the Burger King guy from the commercials. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm really now sad I didn't think of a way to work in the Burger King. But anyway, uh, no, I'm going to mess his name up, at least the way that it's that I have it written. Elisar Telcantar. Is that uh, Aragorn? Aragorn. All right. Not I, I I would so he, yes hint he, he's oh no actually sorry he's not in my top five and I'll explain why he is in my pong but not my top five whoa 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 wait what all right short answer is most of all three of the movies even Return of the King he is not actually the king until the very end of the movies so that hit my save as Sean Connery and Robin Hood as a Yes, he was great. I love Aragorn. But as king, I felt his he didn't really have that part. Does that make sense? Oh, it does. It's it's hyper nuancy and I kind of love that. But yeah, well, because that, he yeah, was shock, so, shocking for me, right? <laughs> yeah, never would have saw that coming. Um he's so cuz he's so kingly in his pursuit of the kingdom that I felt Agreed. like Everything he does is so that's what a king should have done. That's what a king should have done. So it was like, yeah, this guy is like, and granted he wasn't the king yet, but it was, 
he was never not aware that he was in pursuit of becoming the king. So it's not like all of a sudden he accidentally became it. He was acting as if beforehand, which is why I felt like his like he as a character is probably, in my opinion, was Shawshank. Totally fair. And to be honest, if I didn't want to make the top five the way I ended up doing it, I would probably put him there. And I think for the way you're describing it, you know, the the fact that he it's not like it's like surprise you're king or the or the old king died and he became king. He was just gonna be king from from moment one on in the movies. Uh, so from that perspective, I would actually f- fully flip and agree with you. Yeah, he's at the Shawshank level. Okay. Uh, yeah, because like the thing is, the the point of his quest was to become the king. If it was different, and then he became the king because of the quest, that was not the point. But the point was, if I fulfill this quest, I will become king, and things will be better. So that was that's why I included him. But I also genuinely almost didn't write him down at all because <laughs> I was like, Jeremy will have this, and I really want to hear him talk about him. Yeah, uh, no, I, I put him in Pong for for the reason I said before, but I, I, I it's a very, it's super nuanced, and again, he, you know, he's he's in my my spreadsheet and all that kind of stuff. Okay, so, so what's your so what's your next one? So my next one for a full t- totally different reason because it's a movie I actually don't love, but I think you do if memory serves. Uh, Bill Pullman in Independence Day, like you think about it, he, we don't really know how he was as a leading president, but absolutely handles a world ending event crisis like a champ like yeah so I, i'm gonna i'm gonna cut you off and tell you that i will not let you shawshank this but this is on my list and i'm keeping it right where it is that's a deal all right well then let's let's move into a bit of our rubric discussion <laughs> yeah uh, tell us jeremy what's on the spreadsheet this week <laughs> yeah as a reminder when i talk movies i have spreadsheets which was a new little invention i did and now it's just become a fun it's it's so I, I I don't think I have any more fun in spreadsheet land than doing this. So here are the categories for this week. We have the movie itself, which is uh, you know a mainstay. We have the actor. We have the charisma of them in their leadership role. Okay. We have a negative point, which is they're uh, prone to to anger, which mm. I think a really good leader can use anger effectively. But if they get too far, it's not a good thing. Fair. Uh, <laughs> again, just my little thing. Uh, handles adversity well. In other words, okay. do they, you know, do they run for the hills or they stand and fight or somewhere in between? Their ability to give a good speech. I have the oration category. Like it, like it a lot. I have the threat level. Like, what is the thing they face? Right. Like important. You know, aliens going to blow up the entire world is a ten out of ten. Whereas, you know, checking in on, on some merry band of thieves is probably a one out of 10. Fair. No, I like it. That's important. And, and then as always, we have Jeremy gave bonus points to stuff he really wanted. I had to give negative points to Aragorn. Oh, to bring to, him down to earth? <laughs> to, not, to, not keep, to not have him in my top five. <laughs> that, sound, that sounds right. There you go. So that's, uh, that's the rubric. And then for our uh, little little. Uh, uh, a game of guessing our little our little je ne sais quoi we're going to do uh, the year and Metacritic score of the movie's release as we always do we're going to do a character that the lead interacts with significantly uh, we're going to do a quote from, from said leader and we're going to have a version of the plot that we sort of summarize in our own little you know wingman way Correct. 
So are we ready to begin? I think uh, I think I kick us off this week, buddy. You do indeed. We are ready. All right. So let's see. I think I'm going to do this list in exactly the order I have them written. Okay, good. All right. December 11th, 2009. Okay. With a Metacritic score of 74. Okay. All right. We have So I'm doing the I'm doing the character first, right? So the character that is the uh, the character I will give you is Francois Pinar. I got nothing. Keep going. All right. Uh, do you want the plot first or the quote first? Uh, let's do quote and then plot. All right. Uh, this is a bit of a long one, so I'm going to go through it as I'm, I'm going to do. Actually, no, I'll just do the second half of it. Uh, dot, dot, dot. If you're packing up because you fear that your language or the color of your skin or who you served previously disqualifies you from working here now, I am here to tell you have no such fear. Uh, what is past is past. We look to the future now. We need your help. We want you to help. If you would like to stay, you will be doing your country a great service. I ask only that you do your jobs to the best of your abilities and with good hearts. I promise to do the same. If we can manage that, our country will be a shining light in the world. Okay, I think I know what this is now. Uh, is this... Um, oh, gosh. What was Matt Damon? Is Matt Damon in this movie? Matt Damon. Okay, so but so this is Invictus. Yes. Which I didn't see. Ah, you should. It's great. That's what uh, I've heard. Okay, go my, on. Well, my summarized plot is, I must unite my country via sports ball. That's good. <laughs> I like it. Uh, look, you know, you've got Morgan Freeman as an actor. So amazing. And yeah. you've got Nelson Mandela as your leader. So amazing. Yeah. It's pretty hard to not do this really well. What I found so amazing, so I don't want to say amazing for the third time this sentence. Uh, what I found so great about the film is one, he really makes makes Mandela f- feel vibrant and approachable and real. Like everything I've ever read about the man, and to be fair, that's not too much, but from what I have read, it just felt like he really brought him to life on screen. And the... The, it, watching Freeman throughout this movie, when he's talking to Francois, who's the coach, by the way, of the rugby team, when he's talking to him, the the way that they almost buddy up, it's as if it's as if like best friends are just g- g- going to go out and throw a ball around together, and then you realize, like, wait a sec, that is the president of his country trying to get his coach to do a good job, right. and there's there's just there's a warmth to it, but also. You know, Morgan Freeman carry he, he carries himself well. He is a presidential uh, figure on screen. So I, uh, I I love this movie. It was one of those, by the way, like you, I hadn't seen it till maybe a year or two ago. It just was like, oh yeah, I've heard that's good. Uh, I would I would up it a notch. It was it was very well done. Given that you like sports movies, I think I think you'd really dig it. Yeah, I don't have a good reason for not seeing this because I am relatively familiar with the actual story. I do love the sports ball. Um, I like the cast in this very, very much. So I don't know why I missed it, but it's just one of those things where I think every time I sat, like, I think it's long. I think it's a long runtime. 
And I think it's one of those things where I was like, it feels like it's going to be a little heavier. So I'm, I have to be in a mood for it. So I don't know. But I love the, like, just on principle, like, of M- Mandela in general. Yeah. Like, yes. Totally agree with the, Like, this pick's a great pick. It's a great pick. Cool. It's, it, by the way, it's just over two hours. It's like 2.14. Okay. So that's not that. Uh, and f- final point is on the uh, unadjusted score. It had a 58 in the spreadsheet. Okay. And then with adjustments, which, of course, we all know don't matter, by the way, the range this week is from a low of 43.75 to a high of, of uh, Morgan Freeman at 82.25. Oh, wow. That's a big yeah. adjustment. That's a big spread, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we're going to, by the way, always laugh at my spreadsheet, folks, because they're, it's just a silly thing and we have fun with it. So if you think at any point we sound serious, we aren't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We really like the spreadsheet a lot. I love it. Uh, Okay, so I'm not going to make you guess it because you already said this one, but I'm going to keep it as my number one, right? So uh, Independence Day, July 3rd, 1996 was a 59%. Captain Stephen Hiller was the guy that I was going to give you as the person that was in the movie with him quite a bit, even though I should have gone with Jeff Goldblum. I went with Will Smith because it's a better name. So Stephen Uh, Hiller was Will Smith's character? Correct, yeah. Okay. Uh, So the quote that I pulled instead of doing the big long quote, which would have been too easy, the good morning in less than an hour, you know, aircraft from all over the world will join was the only mistake I ever made was to appoint a sniveling little weasel like you secretary of defense. However, that is a mistake. I am happy to say I do not have to live with Mr. Mazinski. You're fired, which I always thought was a fun little thing. I'm trying, I'm trying to guess in my head right now, would those two factors together have been enough for me to get it? I don't know. Cause I only see, I've only seen the movie a couple of times. Uh, and the famous speech is the speech. Right. Yeah. Right. And then the, so the, the, the way I was going to describe the movie to you very quickly was things were going pretty okay, I think, going along pretty okay. And then, whoa, aliens was going to be how I described it. <laughs> nice. Nice. <laughs> so one little piece of trivia. This is podcast redemption. For those of you who've been with us from the beginning, I have brought this movie up one other time before in Blockbusters in the 1990s, and I told a very cool fact about the movie, and I made a very egregious error, and I'm going to say it this time, and I'm praying I say it right. Is this the Enola Gray? Let me do it. Oh, it is. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. The president's speech was filmed on August 6, 1995, in front of an old airplane hangar that once housed the Enola Gay which dropped the atomic bomb on Hiroshima exactly 50 years earlier on August 6th, 1945. That's some good trivia, JT. Thanks for sharing that. <laughs> uh, okay, so why he's on my list, which is that I'm always going to do the, like specifically why. That was the, mm-hmm. what I tried to put together, right? So one of the greatest speeches of all time, I gave a good amount of that speech on that, I think, in that podcast. So you can just go back and listen to me give it again if you want. But the real reason is this dude embody leadership. I thought about what you said that he didn't, I don't know if he was doing good before. He might not have been, but let's just go through the timeline. Okay. So movie opens, things are pretty much normal. By the way, aliens exist. Oh, by the way, they're not friendly. Also, by the way, we knew they existed and never really told you. So we could have had you potentially prepared for this moment. And instead you're going to have to take all of this in, in real time. You need to figure out how to handle a global crisis and be the lead, a leader that's going to figure out how to stop the entirety of the invasion. Also, your wife is missing and presumed dead. Lots of your friends have died. Your kid's in a bunker. The best that we have for you is a bunch of like random people we found in a, in a trailer park. Oh, you were a pilot? We're going to need you to fly a plane. Oh, by the way, everyone flying with you? 
also just hopped out of that trailer park, probably, probably haven't flown in years, and are very unlikely to know how these particular planes work because, you know, technology changes. Good luck. We're all counting on you, buddy. And he wins. That's a like that's hecka good leadership. Uh, that is. That's well said. I, funny, as you were talking that whole time, I was like, I wonder how he'd have, like, w- w- compared to the different leaders across the world, how he would have handled uh, a little COVID. Who would we, would he be a New Zealand COVID? Would he be a Sweden? Would it be American COVID? Um, I don't know. I don't, I know. don't know, but the, I can tell you that you know President Thomas J. Whitmore has my vote. I mean, can you imagine not reelecting that guy? <laughs> like, right, like yeah, he, he might lose the electoral college, but you know, he definitely winning the popular vote. He would. He definitely would. I love it. All right, my next pick has probably the most presidential name of a character of any of my picks. Ooh. Um, July 25th, 1997, with a Metacritic score of 61, which I, I got to say was lower than I was expecting it to be. Uh, I thought it was, I, I, I thought this was a more well-received movie. Okay. I'm, I'm just figuring out which of the characters I want to give it. How about... Vice President Catherine Bennett. Oh, okay. So 1997, we're progressive because we have a female vice. And 97, I don't know this yet. Keep going. Never again will I allow our political self-interest to deter us from doing what we know to be morally right. Atrocity and terror are not political weapons. And to those who would use them, your day is over. We will never negotiate. We We will no longer tolerate and we will no longer be afraid. It is your turn to be afraid. Oh boy. I don't know. It's a good quote, right? It's a great quote. And now I'm trying to think of like how I missed something that like, is this clear that it's, it's obviously the president. So like, I'm really missing this. Keep going. Well, it's the reason you don't know is, is because it's the setup of the major plot of the movie. And I will actually give a second quote instead of the plot, because the second quote kind of gives away where we're going with this, I think. And that quote would be a mere four words. Get off my plane. Oh, Air Force One. Yeah. Oh, this is good. This is so good. Okay, yeah. Go on. U.S. American President James Marshall. And great, great name. Right. If there was if you were to like if 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 there was a James Marshall right now in our political sphere, he's just gonna be our next president. Like that is like the most like check check. We're done. Yep. Um yep. I think he stands for something. And then that thing that he stands for then threatens his very life. And he again stands up for that. And while doing that, like takes care of the little people, doesn't, you know, does, does the exact, like, you you know, he puts his body ahead of others. He doesn't, there's no, there's no bunker action here. I, I like president James Marshall. If he can handle a hijacking on air force one, as well as he does. And, and he, which, which he, effectively spurned into happening by deciding to take a real war on tel- terrorism. I think that's pretty noble and and I vote for this guy. Yeah, that's a really, really good pick. I kind of forgot that that was a president movie and not a hijack movie. So like that's a, it, like I think that's why it flew under the radar, no pun intended. Um, but he's, that's a really, really good pick. I don't know that movie well enough to remember a ton about him as a character, but have clearly seen it at least a handful of times. 
because that was a perennial USA TNT movie. Like that was on for a long time, I think, in the 2000s. <laughs> oh, yeah. this I actually am surprised the, that Simmons and crew haven't done this movie yet. This this is a very – if this is coming on, I'll, I'll, I'll sit down and watch it. Yeah, it's good. This is a great pick. I like it. So that's why like Metacritic of 61 seems a little low, right? I mean, I guess it's because it's mostly an action movie and action movies never do all that well with the critics. I was going to say, yeah, they, they never score well and they, they wind up because, yeah, I think you wind up missing how good a movie could be by diving into like stuff where you're like, it, it, the door couldn't have been open that long. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, the runway can't be that long. Right. Oh, what a great, great, great movie. Uh, okay. My next pick, and I'm I'm jumping to this one only because I don't want you to have it later in your list. Oh, and I'm very ha- I'm very happy with this because I only have one more. Actually, no, I like all my next three, but there's one I really really like. All right, where are you going? So I'm either excited that you have it and we can share it, or you don't have it and I, I got you. Uh, February 18th, 2018. Are you sure it's not February 16th? Let's just oh, maybe quick. it is 16th. It's an 88 on Metacritic. It is an 88 on Metacritic. Okay, so we're on the same one. All right, let's so compare you, our quotes. Let, what's your quote? Uh, I picked, if you weren't so stubborn, you would make a great queen, because I was trying to obfuscate it from you. Mm, I picked, uh, I picked, and I'll be, you know, I was going to deliver it like this. Hey, I got I to gotta lead into it. I'm not going to give you the first word, but we will no longer watch from the shadows. We cannot, no. we must not, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Black Panther, everybody. Yeah, T'Challa. T'Challa. Um, so one very, very quick piece of trivia that I didn't know, which I thought was cool, um, just about Black Panther in general. So Black Panther was created in July of 1966, which is two months before the founding of the Black Panther Party. And so a lot of people assume that it was a reference to the party, which it wasn't. And so the, the character was renamed to Black Leopard. However, readers and creators hated the title. So it didn't last long. They changed it back However, in the movie, in T'Challa's battle paint, he has the Black Leopard battle paint on him, which is a subtle nod to the, to the uh, name change, which is super neat. Thought that, that was, was neat. very cool. So for me, he's not hyper quotable. What you said was the giveaway quote, right? We right. Know, like Wakanda will no longer sit in the shadows. We will be, yeah. you know, that whole deal. But like when you think about leadership, so first of all, aside from the fact that he's the Black Panther, which is incredible. What's amazing about T'Challa, like, he's super righteous, like, highly dignified, incredibly loyal, uh, good. Like, he's honest. Like, he's a good person. Even the enemies that he faces, he faces with a high level of respect and dignity and understands their plight and is even, even reasons with them, like, beyond his ability to just crush, right? Um, I think one of the things I love about the Black Panther character and T'Challa and Wakanda is that there's an argument to be made that, you know, he didn't do enough for the world, which is a big part of the MCU, right? Coming out and opening up vibranium to everybody. But also the fact that it was never used to crush everybody is the other side of that coin. Yes, it wasn't available to everyone, but yes, it also wasn't used to to dominate everyone. And that's just as, to me, is just as beautiful as the alternative, right? Like, I, I just think it's really, really, it's a very powerful statement as a leader to have that kind of power at your disposal and not use it um he's super selfless and he's the black panther so t'challa to me is like a no-brainer for best leaders in film i think that's well said sir i uh but while you were talking about the power all i could think about is like you know the same guy behind black panther had this one quote about power and responsibility and stuff that 
Boy, it ties well together. Yeah, it's almost Boy, it like they well wanted together. it to. It's almost like they wanted it to come together at some point. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I like it. For me, what was so interesting about him is that that balance between you know ability to crush anything and to be soft spoken and to hear all other perspectives. Uh, I really like what I, one of the things I like so much about this movie is a phenomenal villain, which I think is so essential to great movies, but B our main character has a true arc, right? Like he has a consistent moral code throughout, right? Like he didn't have to do those fights. He could have taken, he didn't have to fight Killmonger at all. He could be like, Nope, put that guy in a cage, you know, and would have been fine. And nobody would have like, would have lost anything. And in fact, by the way, my biggest issue with this movie is that his childhood best friend and the leader of that clan turns on him when like a dude shows up with a severed head, right? Which I thought wasn't really fair to T'Challa. And at the same time, T'Challa doesn't hold a grudge or doesn't appear to. Not only that, he manages to to win over the, I believe, the Mbutu tribe, if I'm yep. if I'm saying that right. That's right. Uh, and plus. I can never not hear him at the end of uh, Endgame going Bay. like just the right. the whole thing. I'm like, yeah, I, I'll go fight. I can't fight where the damn, but I go, I would go fight for T'Challa too. He would make yeah. he would make me want to want to want to fight for something. Oh yeah, yeah. Listen, if Doctor Strange opens one of his weirdo rings and that dude walks through, I'm I'm like, let's get it. I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> I'll throw I, hands. Let's go. Yeah, I, I gotta go grab my rake. That's my that's my new spear because that's yeah. that's about as much weaponry as I have around my house. But uh, yeah. oh, I got a baseball bat somewhere, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This I this one to me was I was so excited when I finally came to this one because like it took me longer to get here than I than I should have. But then I remembered that he is the king, and I was like, oh yeah, this is perfect. Like he's he is it. He's my guy. Hey, what was your uh, plot description of this one? Uh, protect my people or potentially everybody else. Uh, we'll have to see. Decisions, decisions, decisions. Uh, my, mine was a little short. Mine was dis- defend my kingdom against an usurper. It's good. Yeah. I was going to have a severed head thing in there, but you know. Uh, okay. So that was both of our, so I'm going to count. I'm going to keep that as one of my picks also, because I have to, it's too great. So wait, does that mean we go right back to you again? I think we do. So I have two left. You should have three left. Math is hard. All right. What you got? Uh, I'm going to go. This movie came out December 25th, 2010. All right. Not one of mine. Oh, I know. Uh, actually, I know exactly what movie it is. What do you think it is? Uh, I know it from the date because I've had it in my list several times recently. Uh, it's the King's Speech, right? Yes, it is. That's right. Yeah. I just happened to remember, I don't know if you recall this a few episodes ago, I had noticed all these movies that came out on Christmas day for some reason. And again, I can barely tell you what I did yesterday, but I could probably list off all those movies if I needed to. It's just the weirdest thing. Like I was just talking about memory with a buddy of mine, Jeff earlier today and uh, how I can quote SNL skits from like 1988, but Forget the fact that I talked to him about, or you, or whatever, about the same exact topic yesterday. So, right? Yeah, yeah. I get all right. It. So, talk to us about. Let me. I want to hear your shtick, though. Anyway, for King's Speech, let's hear it. Yeah. So, King George the Sixth. Um, so, timing isn't my strong suit. Is the quote I was going to give you. He has a couple other good quotes, though. He has the uh, "We're not a family, we're a firm," which I always mm. thought was very interesting. And then this is a back and forth between him and Lionel, who's the guy who's the speech coach, which was beautifully done by Jeffrey Rush. 
Um, he said, you still stammered on the W. After he delivers this amazing speech, he comes out and he says, you still stammered on the W, to which he responds, well, I had to throw in a few so they knew it was me, which I thought was, it's just like such a, like if you could put that character in a quote, that's how I would put it in the quote, right? Like yeah. that's how I would describe him. What was the plot stick? Oh, handed a position I don't want, wasn't supposed to have, and I'm ill prepared for. Nice, because I had this in Pong. Mine, mine was, I must become a regal leader during terrible times. Fair enough. Yes. Yeah. So like the reason I, the, the reason I have him on the list. So, you know, this is a real person, right? Born in, in uh, 1885, died in 1952, reigned over England from December 11th, 1936 to February 6th, 1952, when he passed away. They call him the reluctant king. So why he's on my list for leadership. This dude literally got handed one of like the worst hands in history as far as like how secession goes right? It's a monarchy he doesn't want. Uh, his brother abdicates the throne basically because he's in love with Wallace Simpson. So all of a sudden, this twice divorced American comes into his brother's life, swoops him away, and that dude walks away from kingdom and kingship, which he was promised and was aware of. It's not like it wasn't a thing that was going to happen to him. He knew it was going to be his. This guy knew. In this world, he's Harry, not Prince William. Like right. this dude is just like having a good time, being a buddy, doing whatever he wants. And he also, by the way, has this debilitating stutter. So if we think about the fact that he's not particularly made for this, and then you remember the time frame, 1936, this dude gets handed England three years before World War II starts. And by the way, starts is a loose term. Bad things were already happening. <laughs> right. right. So it's not like he got handed a thing and it was like, eh, listen, little brother, you'll be fine. Things are good. It was like, hey, here's a ball of fire. Have a good time. Yeah. And by through all of his personal struggle, he stuck with it. He did what he had to do. He put real work in to deliver for his people, not just out of obligation, but because he knew it had to happen. It was not his desire. This was never a thing he wanted. It was a truly selfless act. And good leadership for me very often is doing things you don't want to potentially even things you're not going to be good at, but going through and doing it anyway, because it's to the benefit of your people. And so for that reason, this guy just very, very quickly came to the top of my list where I was like, yeah, like he, I think about overcoming obstacles and still like actually performing the role that you have. I think King George the sixth is pretty high in that list. I think that's very well said actually. So, so this was my, uh, this was a top five contender for me. Uh, to the degree of, uh, and I'll drop another one of our listeners' names in the podcast today. Uh, talking about this yesterday with my mom, uh, I said, "I said, and I quote: Is it criminal to not include this in the top five list? Because I've seen the movie once. I liked it very much, but I didn't really. It's not. I didn't have the passion for it. Um, I, I, again, brilliant movie, ten out of ten. Uh, in fact, I think I gave him a ten out of ten. Yep, in uh, in my in my little rubric here. In fact, he did very very well in the unadjusted. I had to I had to mess with it. I just didn't feel like chatting about it as much. But I like your take on it a lot, and I think he uh, I think it's a great example. By the way, could you imagine the abdication of the throne in the social media era? Era, uh, like no. how insane that would be. Listen, all Harry and Meghan wanted to do was not be active participants in the royal family so they could have some privacy, and they've been on the cover of every magazine since. Can you imagine just like being like, I don't want to be king? Well, that would probably be the tweet. Right. 
actually with 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 some of our leaders it would simply be in all caps i am no longer ca-. it's like uh, michael scott declaring bankruptcy <laughs> yeah. i am bankrupt yeah you just get a tweet all caps hey y'all no thanks and then right. they just they disappear all right. Well, I'm going to borrow your tactic. I'm going to pick. I'm going to switch my list of the last two, just in case this is one of your picks. Just in case. Okay. May seventh, nineteen ninety three. Great. I like that very much. Uh, the Metacritic score here is a seventy six. Um, we have. I'll go with a quote. Uh, sorry, another character would be. Um, I'll go. I'll give what I, what could be a very giveaway, depending on how well you knew this movie. Uh, Bob Alexander. Oh. Mm, nope. All right, I've got two quotes. I like them both. If you don't mind, uh, I'm going to rush through them really quick. First one. I don't want to tell some eight year old kid he's got to sleep in the street because we want people to feel better about their car. Do you want to tell them that? Yeah, yeah. And by the way, the plot summary is covering up an accidental death. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so Bob Alexander is actually the antagonist, the one played by Frank Langella, who is phenomenal in this movie, but outshines by one of both of, I think, our favorite actors, Kevin Klein, uh, who I almost, almost decided to go on a crazy liberty with and do the Pirate King from Pirates of Penzance, which I talked about a few weeks ago because he was that. <laughs> but uh, I thought that I was I was stretching even far for myself. So Dave is, first of all, a wonderful movie. It's They don't make enough movies like this anymore. Other than a couple of quick risque moments, for the most part, this is like square in the middle of family-friendly comedy, drama, all the good stuff. We see someone again with a what seems to be a pretty great moral compass, and I, I what was the guy? He was a he was a campaigner or, or something. I mean, basically just like a small town guy, and yep. thrown into the presidency where he does a presidential job. Like, there's yeah, I'm sure that there'd be some messes he made that we wouldn't all love and etc. And he probably couldn't actually run the country, but gosh, it was nice to see someone who earnestly tried. Uh, the the other quote I have, and, and I do want to give it because I think it speaks so well to possibly everything that is la- lacking from politics these days. And the quote is this, and it's a little, minorly long one, but bear with me. Uh, if you've ever seen the look on somebody's face the day they finally get a job, I've had some experience with this. They look like they could fly. And it keeps going. Uh, that's the only part I'll give. It's su- it's such a warm, generous, genuine person. And the fact that he does somehow out-navigate these, like, you know, what we would call the deep state political apparatus, blah, 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 he actually does. He actually pulls the whole thing off. He gets rid of the bad guys. He puts the mismaligned vice president uh, in, in charge, and it's just a wonderful film. Go, Dave. Yeah, I'm like, I'm sad that I didn't think of this because this is such a really, really good pick. Um, and I, I actually have one that I I didn't I had it in Pong I actually had it as a Shawshank but then I, I don't think it actually fits and I, I'm going to ask you now okay so I want to make sure you don't have the, your last you only have one left it's not from 1939 is it my last one no and I don't okay. think anything in my Pong list is from 39 and it's not King Kong again is it 
No, it's not. So, so he's a king, sort of. Okay, well, I just ruined, or we collectively ruined that I have that on my on my pong list because I thought I thought you would funny. actually. I kind of <laughs> thought you would. There was a part of me that was like, especially when you're like, I need some more li- on the list. I'm like, oh, he's going to put King Kong on there for sure. Yeah, King Kong's on there, so I'll, I'll scratch that one off now. Uh, no, but this one was Jefferson Smith from Mister Smith Goes to Washington. Now he wasn't; he was oh. a politician, but not a president, which is why I did eventually leave him off. But in a similar way of like not hapless, but like shouldn't be here, but actually is trying to make change. Like Dave is a much more lighthearted, amazing version of that. Not that, by the way, Mr. Smith Goes to Washington is incredible. It's like, it's perfect. Amazing. But it's so good. But just, I I thought of Jefferson Smith a lot during this because I'm like, God, I wish he was more of a leader because he would be a top five contender. And Dave is like a family version of that, like a a 90s fun family version of that. Yeah, it's a very approachable version. By the way, I'm surprised that you know Mr. Smith Goes to Washington so well and haven't seen Harvey because Harvey's one of Jimmy Stewart's. I mean, if it might be the only performance that I would say is better than Mr. Smith goes to Washington. So yeah, I, I we have two movies have for you to see here today. We got Harvey. Yeah. We got, we got, we're going to bring Harvey back. Maybe you don't like Matt Damon movies. Maybe you think you like Matt Damon movies, but you don't actually watch Matt Damon movies. Maybe. Maybe. That's a twofer. That's a twofer. <laughs> All right. What's your next pick? <laughs> Uh, okay, so my next one is May 24th, 1995. Go on. It's 68% on Metacritic. All right. Character King Edward I was in this movie. King Edward I was... But that's not your actual pick. No, so it is not. So a movie from 95 with... Okay, go on. Uh, the quote I will give you, every man dies, but not every man really lives. Is this Braveheart? It is Braveheart. Okay, I got I got so, some I got some issues with Braveheart, but but go on. Well, aside from Mel Gibson being an issue, uh, just <laughs> looking at again, I'm I'm choosing the character of William Wallace. No, of so, course, yeah, yeah. Same with Morgan Freeman, right? There's issues, right? Yeah, right. So historically, he was nobility, and actually, like, was the commander of the Kingdom of Scotland. For the time. So he preceded John Beloy, who was the King of Scots. John Beloy died. William Wallace winds up basically stepping in, and then he's succeeded by Robert Bruce. So I'm taking a little bit of, of leeway here because he's more sure. of the basically the commander of the army than he is the. Pr- but there was no Scotland. Scotland was ruled by Longshanks, and he ousted Longshanks. Right. So for that reason, I kind of felt like similar to my argument earlier about Shawshank when we were talking about the Shawshank, like he was on the path to do that and sacrifice himself in order to do so. And then Robert the Bruce becomes the King, so on and so forth. Anyway, um, he had a couple of great quotes, obviously the entire freedom thing. I'll, I'll skip that because if you don't know it, I, you know, I don't, I don't know how to help you. Uh, but the, we all end up dead. It's just a question of how and why always stuck with me. Um, that's the difference between us. You think people of this country exist to provide you with position, I think your position exists to provide these people with freedom, and I go to make sure that we all have it. Like that kind of that kind of direct understanding of what your purpose and mission is is pretty ba. That's some real leadership. There's he's 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 got a compass for sure. Yeah. Now I do want to throw very quickly that. As unapologetic as he was, and as much as he was doing things, and I think manifesting himself into some real life-changing, like world-changing energy, he was driven by vengeance. Like there, there is a there is a thread of vengeance behind a lot of this. Doesn't take away from what he did. His tactics were 
crude, I think, <laughs> is probably a fair fair way to say it. Um, and he could be – he would have scored very poorly in your rubric as far as his anger level because there's a couple of things that he did in the movie where you know he showed up with like a horse's head in some dude's bedroom. That's going to get you a one on, out of a ten. Absolutely. Not great. Yeah, I've uh, well, the, the the anger scale is a negative, JT. So technically, that would be a ten. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't mess with my scoring. Apologies, I forget about how things are weighted. Uh, the, the biggest thing that I said though, as far as leadership is, that you you talk about like servant and active leadership, like him in battle, throwing elbows, prepared to die with you, front line. Like he's charging in front of you. Not like there's a a couple beautiful scenes in this movie. They really did a lot of it well. But Longshank sitting behind his army while they all go to die. Right. And William Wallace chart leading his army into battle. That kind of thing elicits the kind of leadership where it's like, yeah, I'm totally down for this. Totally so, agree. William Wallace. So, yeah, I, I put this one back and forth. And then, you know, Braveheart's one of those movies I don't think it's actually aged very well. It was one of the, I, I watched it several times. I probably watched it a dozen or so times in college or, or, or immediately thereafter. And I don't think I've watched it since. And I don't really care to because I, you come back to realize like it's got a couple of really cool fight scenes. And it's a, it's, it almost was a genre builder. Like they, that was the first ever 100,000 people on the left side of the screen against 100,000 people on the right side of the screen. And that we're going to show them run into each other. Yep. terribly right and yep. the horses and that like the way it was done mad props and respect to but as an overall movie i think i would only be watching it again to see that moment does that make sense like i would watch the highlight ver- i would watch a 20 minute version of braveheart right now or the last or just generally like not even the last 20 probably about 40 to go until 20 to go <laughs> yeah yeah i think this one definitely would would suffer from pacing problems in today's yeah. world like it would take because i remember this being a two vhs set like you had to get two tapes to watch braveheart that's how long this was so you so, do know what vhs tapes are. i'm just kidding yeah i've seen them i've seen them in stories uh <laughs> yeah i think that like I, I don't know that the movie would would hold up but again approaching this purely from a character and not movie standpoint is why william wallace stayed on my list respect all right my final pick. Yep. <laughs> December 17th, 2003. Okay. Metacritic score of 94. Holy moly. IMDb's seventh highest ranked movie of all time. The plot is simply put, uh, I must lead my trips troops to save the world. And the quote is, ride it now, ride it now, ride Ride it to ruin and the world's ending. And by the way, I delivered that as poorly as possible. I, I mean, I genuinely have no idea what you're talking about right now. Like, I'm, I'm still stuck on the Metacritic thing. This is King Theoden from Return of the King. So I, okay. of course, had to keep the movie in. I just decided I want to talk about Theoden more than I want to talk about Aragorn. Okay, because now I get it. Theoden was a king for the entire movie. And then Two Towers is where he kind of retakes his throne and all that. But he has a great role in this movie. I mean, really, a lot of the hero's journey depends on, on Theoden and, and the writers of Rohan. So uh, <laughs> I wanted to keep him in here. Technically, again, we, we can agree Aragorn, Aragorn's our guy. But you know what? Like Sometimes, sometimes second best get, has, to, has to get a pretty good shout out. And the way he does, in fact, 
as they say, muster the Rohirrim, lead them on to impossible odds, right? If you think about the William Wallace charge, very similar one, right? Like, in, like not enough good guys on horses against some real, real, real baddies out there. They know they're going to lose most of their troops to this thing, and they charge like like nobody's business. So, King Theoden, sir. <laughs> Just when you you had out geeked me, I got you back. Well, it's it's funny because like I was just so excited because again we've not really like we've never let you loose on Lord of the Rings. Like we've gotten close, we've gotten close, and so with Aragorn, I was like, okay, this is his moment. Like we're gonna really let Jeremy like let the the horse out of the stable and get after it here. So I love that you took a different path. It's very funny and very on brand. Very on brand. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Yeah, I don't. I, I, I'm not gonna geek out about the movie for an hour because I could. Um, but I actually think Bernard Hill's performance as Theoden was phenomenal. He's very kingly. He's got a little bit of humility, but not too much. Uh, he came in very highly on my scoring. In, in fact, did did very well across the board. With the one exception, I had to ding him a little bit on handling adversity because he did sort of almost completely give in to the bad guys for the whole first everything. <laughs> so, you know, there was a little magic in play. But you know his his I gave him a ten out of ten on oration and a ten out of ten on threat level, uh, and he had a he was unadjusted to make the top five. So and wow. so as, by the way, as was Dave. Uh, in fact, the only one I had to adjust was Black Panther, and that was only because nothing there was like a full ten out of ten. But fair enough. So yeah, uh, Theoden with an adjusted seventy nine on the uh, spreadsheet scale. Okay, I like it. All right, so my last one is the silliest one. I have one silly. This is me being a silly Billy, and I'm just giving you that ahead of time so that you can prepare. Okay. So May 23rd, 2003, it has a stunning 46% on Metacritic. Nothing? Uh, oh, I, I, I might know this one. Keep going. Okay. The character I'll give you is Evan Baxter. Okay. The quote is, triumph is born out of struggle. Faith is the alchemist. If you want pictures like these, you'll need to use some dark colors. Oh. Isn't that beautiful? That's a nice quote. I don't, uh, I don't, I mean, it actually could be the movie I was thinking of, but I'm not sure. Keep going. What's the plot? Uh, and the, the plot is basically, so you think you can do this better than me, pal? Here's your chance. Ooh. What movie is this? Bruce Almighty. And the oh my gosh! God. <laughs> uh, yeah, he's a leader. He's he's a leader. So here's the deal. First of all, that quote is is genuinely gorgeous. That's a gorgeous quote. Triumph is born out of struggle, and faith is the alchemist. If you want pictures like these, you'll need to use some dark colors. Is like, you know, I just I just think that's incredible, and what an amazing line to sneak into a comedy. Here's why. I want to be very clear. This is not about religion at all. Not even remotely. No, of course not. Right? Like, here's what we, if we can agree, if there's an entity at the end of this story for all of us, here's some characteristics I'd like that being to have. I kind of want, I want you to be kind. I want you to be humble. I want you to be joyful and smiley. I want you to have some swagger. I want you to enjoy humor. I would really like you to be a prankster. I love that in this. I love the prank part of this. And I really want you to have Morgan Freeman's voice. 
like big time. Yeah. So everything should have Morgan Freeman's voice. Let's just agree everything. And again, it's it's at this point we're talking an, a, an entity. This is a sexless voice. It just needs to sound like Morgan Freeman <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> for me to be truly happy. <laughs> yeah. But in this particular movie, because we're talking about the character in the movie, right? Like I love I love this for a lot of reasons. He's got a little bit of I told you so and like self-righteousness, which is funny because you're supposed to be like God. So that's I think there's 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 humor in that. Um, but I also love the all-knowing whatever you want to do, whatever however you want to like, you know, particularly look at that type of character, letting someone on their own journey and letting them learn and not doing the like on the nose, right? Like you've got to figure this out. I am here, but it is your story, which is in direct opposition of a lot of how people feel about religion, right? When you talk about fate. So I just think that's actually kind of an interesting juxtaposition in the film. Uh, and, and I really like that they made this deity, a person and, and a, like a person who felt and smiled and laughed and giggled and, you know, kind of almost in, not enjoyed the pain and suffering of someone, but saw the pain and suffering and was highly, highly in tune to it, but also just didn't fix things, right? Like gave you the tools and then right. let you go about your business is a really cool message and a very fun and swag filled way to do it. And so for that reason, Morgan Freeman, as this, like as whatever version of God you'll take him in, I'm on board for. <laughs> nice. I mean, and look, if it, if it, Makes you feel better if anything that is one of the central themes of many religions is, uh, you know, it's like don't pray for to me for the weather, you know, you know, right? You you gotta you, you gotta deal with it, kind of thing. Yeah, and listen, but, I I go very deep into lots of different religions because it's something that I definitely won't talk about on the podcast because nobody cares, but it's something I'm very interested in. And so the idea of gods, even when you get into like Greek mythology, the way that they're usually portrayed is very specific. And, and usually or very in line with a particular version of God. And this one kind of played a little bit. There was, it was a very playful take, which I thought was just very clever and kind of had all of the, all of the makings of the kind of leader that is going to let their people figure out how to get there and help them all along the way and show them the things, but lead them to water only, which I think was just like a really fun take. And also, as I mentioned in the beginning of the cast, struggle bus to get here to get to top five. Now I actually wound up with a bunch of others that I could have put in instead of this, but I really fell in love with this as like a fun pick that I knew you wouldn't pick. So that's why I made the top five. This would have been my adjusted score. If I had my, if I had my spreadsheet. Okay. Very fun. Very fun. Should we uh, play a little pongy pong? Let's do some contender pong. So uh, we'll do the year it was released and our fun little version of how we want to display, explain the movie right yeah though i i mine are all from the perspective of the uh of said leader what they have to deal with funny enough i did the exact same thing i'll also disclaim at least half of these are not actually great leaders but just a lot of fun to put in a pong list they wouldn't they wouldn't make your terrible list either they're just somewhere between meh and great some of them are really great some of them are great many of them are not all right uh so i think it's my turn to start 2006, I am faced with a leadership challenge after a shocking death. Don't know. What about extended shocking death in my extended family? Okay, go ahead. Is the um is Anne Hathaway in this? No. It's no, uh it? it but it but but you're in the right genre. It's uh it's actually the movie The Queen. Uh 
which was phenomenal and she was amazing and was the other one that kept hitting back into my top five. And at the end of the day, it wasn't the one I could talk about the most, but if I actually had to say like who did a leadership role the best, uh, this movie might, might well be it. It's a phenomenal movie. If you haven't seen it. Yeah, I have fair enough. Uh, I'll give, all right, so let's do, uh, 2012. I got to abolish all the bad stuff. I don't know what that is. No? Well, abolish was the key word. Abraham Lincoln from Lincoln. Ah, nice. You know, I never saw that. I feel bad saying it because I love love everything about Lincoln, Daniel Day-Lewis, like all of it checks my box. I just, yeah, I'll just watch it. I'll just watch it. That's just a, you have to watch that. Okay. 1998. I am faced with an extinction level event. So I find the best of the best to save us. Oh, I don't. Ninety-eight is tough. I don't. I don't know it offhand. That would be Armageddon. Oh, is that the one where they go to? <laughs> to is that the Apollo thirteen movie? That one. <laughs> it's the well, the best of the best was sort of my joke because they go get the the, the miners to do all the things. The miners, yeah. no, I know. Yeah. Uh, let's do nineteen seventy-five. Some watery tart threw a sword at me, and I will not have it. Oh, mine is. I with my colleagues are on a mighty quest. Okay, so is this King Arthur from of Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Good. My next. By the way, my just I'll tell I'll, I'll tell you when this happens. All of mine, like I'm doing this in an order where everyone in the beginning is somewhat real, and then then I have the bottom of my list is people who are completely made up. So I'll let you know when that tra- that transition happens, just so you can play along a little bit more, a little more okay. easily. Mine are in a random order. I just I deliberately went from like very serious to goofy and back again over and over again. Uh, my next one is the exact same description as my previous one, year included. I don't know. Deep Impact, which is the same movie <laughs> as Armageddon. The same, but right. by the way, starring Morgan Freeman. Right. I've actually never seen Deep Impact, so that would make don't sense. Don't bother. I'm not it's gonna. terrible. Uh, 1991, Missiles and Racism and Assassinations and stuff. I don't know. JFK. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, good movie. Uh, one of those movies, by the way, in 91, when I saw this like in the theaters like twice and, and being like really into Oliver Stone at the time, I'm like, oh my gosh, how, does the, how, do we, how did this happen that we all don't know about it? And it wasn't for like a few years afterward till I actually started learning like how fictionalized that movie was. Yeah, pretty fictionalized. <laughs> yeah. 2011, I have cast my son out as he is too vain and violent to take the throne. Oh, no. Uh, 2011? Cast my son out because he's too... Va- All I can think of is Joffrey, so I don't, I don't know. Uh, Odin, who casts out Thor in Thor. Oh, Lord. Thor! That's right. But then he winds up with Loki anyway. What an idiot. Um, 1998, dominating a kingdom of men and setting the stage for future female leaders. Don't know. Queen Elizabeth I. Oh, from the... the was that Kate Blanchett? That was Kate Blanchett's version of Queen Elizabeth, yeah. Yeah, I never saw that. I've heard it's great. Oh, she's I, so good. Yeah. I can't, I, no excuses. All right, 2013. With the aid of local police, I defend myself against a home invasion. 2013. Uh, <laughs> with local police. Oh, wait, is this, uh, this is, uh, oh, wait, this is Jamie Foxx and T- uh, Channing Tatum? Is this, uh, Oh no, White House Down? It is both White House Down and Olympus Has Fallen. 
<laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> um, all right, let's do 2007, uh, Killing the Invaders with All My Shirtless Friends. <laughs> no idea. Uh, King Leonidas from 300. Oh, <laughs> uh, wait, you said 2007? Yeah. Oh, I thought it was a six, because uh, I have, I along my with my best warriors must defend my land. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, best warriors, shirtless friends, same difference. Shirtless friends is way better. <laughs> um, a family outcast has successfully taken over the, the country, so the lessons I taught my son are hopefully enough, especially because they're posthumous. Oh, that's a lot to take in. I don't know. That would be Mufasa. Oh, I have that too. And all it says is, do not deliberately disobey me. Nice. By the way, uh, while doing this list, uh, I'm pretty confident when I say uh, Lion King is the spiritual predecessor to Black Panther. Just just let that sit for a bit, right? That's really good. That's immediately really good. I love that already. And I'm probably going to get worse as I think about it. That's great. Go for it. Oh, that's really good. Uh, okay, 2003, turning Ethan Hunt into Tomo Gosen. <laughs> don't know. The Last Samurai, Katsumura. Oh, nice, nice. At first, I thought it was like a Mission Impossible thing. I'm like, no, that's clever. Also 2003, another world leader keeps hitting on my girlfriend until I finally stand up to him. 2003, world leader hitting on my girlfriend. I don't know if I know this. Uh, love Actually. Oh, Hugh Grant is the prime minister of England. Oh, I totally forgot. He was the prime minister. That's hysterical, Jeremy. Oh, that's hysterical. What a good pick. Oh, that's very funny. <laughs> I had to find uh, a way. <laughs> it, was, it was one of those. I don't know why it came to mind right away, but it did. I was like, but it's just not. It, it's like, first of all, it's eight stories in one. So it wasn't like. Anyway. No, but it's good. That's good. Go on. Uh, 1956, respecting the past while moving towards the future. Once again, you got me. I don't know. Mankut from The King and I. Wow. Well played. Thanks. Uh, Now, I'm only going to judge this president based on exactly the following. I tasked the smartest man on the planet to save a potentially world-ending agricultural problem. Smartest man on the planet. uh, Huh. What year is it? 2006. Okay. So 2006. Agricultural problem. Oh, is this uh, John Cusack? uh, End of days. Day the world ends. Something about snow. Nope. Day after tomorrow. I don't know. Nope. Also, he has the longest name of of a president ever. In fact, his name includes uh, the name of a soda. I have no idea. Uh, the oh wait, no wait, no, 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 don't tell me now. This is uh, Terry Crews, right? Yes. Yeah, I can't think of his name. Mountain Dew, something. <laughs> yes. Uh, the whole thing. Let me is Dwayne Elizondo Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The President Camacho. Love it. Yeah. That's a good idiocracy. For idiocracy. That's great. But I, because he's terrible. But when I got to the, because the, he's the smartest man on the planet, Luke yeah. Wilson. Yeah. yeah, totally. All right. Uh, okay. So now I'm now moving into not real people, just so you know. Oh, okay. 
1991, I, I was just a lounge singer, and I don't know how to be royalty. Oh, uh, is this a series of events that leads to the discovery that I have royal lineage and I'm thrust into a worldly role? Yeah, I think so. That would be King Ralph. King Ralph. <laughs> nice. Uh, 2013, after almost killing my sister, I go on the journey of self-discovery. Ooh, after almost killing my sister. Uh, this feels like a superhero movie, but I, I don't know. It's a little colder than that. A little colder than that? Oh, Frozen. Oh, yeah. Elsa. That's good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Well done. Uh <laughs> 1933, I'm going to attempt to actually do an impression of the voice. Oh, oh, oh. There's our King Kong. Yeah, we've I'm been waiting it for in. that. We were waiting. Yeah, that, that's okay. 1988, uh, in which I deal with my son, the prince, and his impending arranged marriage that he keeps rejecting. Oh, coming to America? Yes. That's great. Yeah, it's really good. All right. Uh, I don't know if you're going to agree with this one. I'm interested. Uh, 1977, preserve the way of my people leading to accidentally training what becomes our biggest threat. Rambo? Mm, Obi-Wan Kenobi? Uh. Was a master Jedi? Mm. No. Mm. Yeah, I mean, He was. Yeah. I mean, he was a general, was the last rank we heard of him. All right. All right. Uh, you know, with an asterisk, we'll allow it. Okay. I mean, for Pong, that's why, listen, none of yeah. these made my top five for a reason, because I was all of them were somewhat questionable. No, my last, the, I got three left to go. None of them are, they're all fun. To any 17, I am the chosen one, but my kingdom is stolen from me, and I must fight my way back from the, from the slums. Okay, Chosen One, Slums, 2017. Oh, no. I don't know. I don't know. I've referenced this one before. Again, not a great movie, but definitely way underrated. King Arthur, uh, Legend of Charlie Hunnam. I don't know what the whole title was. Yeah, I was going to say, I thought about about that. Because I actually did like that movie. I actually did like that movie. It's fun. fun. I was surprised. I wasn't sure if King Arthur or Clive Owen was going to make it for you. Never saw that one either. Yeah, same, which is weird because we both really like Clive Owen. Um, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to stay in a similar zone. 1999, just being a teenager and fighting in a galactic senate. Queen Amidala. Yeah. All right. She's a queen. she's a queen. That's clear. Okay. That one, I, that one, I have no issues with that. Okay. Although she does sort of set these events in motion, which do end up leading to the, you know, real bad. <laughs> yeah, like, and and her, you know, her kid really sucks. Really bad. Her, bad her kid's just a bad guy. Bad guy. Yep. Um, oh, not her kid. Sorry. Her uh, her her hubby. Her yeah. An- yeah. Anakin. Sorry. Yeah. Right. She should have been All paying right. more attention to him and less to the Senate, maybe, and we would be in a better place. Yeah. Or maybe just told told a couple people that he he seems to have a little bit of an anger management problem. <laughs> yeah, that could work too. All right. I uh, 2001. I must groom a teenager who has never know who who has never known she was on her she was an heir to the throne. So this is the Anne Hathaway one? Yeah. yeah. Princess Diaries. <laughs> Princess Diaries. I've only seen parts of this. My wife loves that movie, and I've only seen parts oh, of it. Oh, it's fun. This is I've when, heard, when, you could probably show it to London right now. It's, uh, it's at that level. I've heard it's good. Uh, okay. 2005, Keeping the Peace, One Roar at a Time. Uh, Lion King 2, Quest for the 
Search of Scar? I don't know. <laughs> no, this is Aslan from the Chronicles of Narnia. Uh, which the movies absolutely broke my heart because I yeah. love the books so much as a kid. So much. And it was a pretty poor adaptation. Uh, but Aslan and the voice of Aslan was still pretty good. Supposedly they're going to redo it again, which, which could be for. great. My last one, and this is my stretchiest of category, but it's 1992. And I, my son, and my adopted son are on a quest to rescue my adopted son's girlfriend. 1992, I, my son, and my adopted son. Pally, I got nothing. Last of the Mohicans. Oh, wow. Okay, that's interesting. Because it is, he is the last of his tribe, and therefore the, whatever the tribal equivalent of king, the shaman, the, no, the shaman wasn't the leader. I don't know what the term was. Chief, maybe just chief. Probably chief. Yeah. Okay. So my last one, which is kind of just what I thought was fun. Uh, 1986. And his task is give me all your baby brothers. <laughs> I love whatever that might be. I don't know. What, what are you going with this? This is the Goblin King in Labyrinth. <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right. I, but we don't root for him. Do we? No, he's terrible. But oh, okay. Bowie, I love Bowie, so I wanted to put him. Gotta in. love Bowie. Bowie's <laughs> Bo, Bowie in that movie, is like the only really good thing about that movie. Yeah, yeah, he's the best. David Bowie yeah. is the best all the time. The rest of that movie is pretty terrible, but pretty he's much. great. And his name was Goblin King, so I was like, yeah, that feels right. I was just trying to think of people who were kings. Again, I was struggling, so just trying to find. I was like, who's a king? I was like, oh, Bowie was the Goblin King. I'll keep him on the list. And well done. Fun. Yeah, I realized that. My, my real realization, I didn't want to say this in the beginning because it was would give away some of the picks afterward, is a lot of the classic movies where you may, may well have had a strong king or queen like queen like Elizabeth and, and et cetera, I realized I'd never seen. Um, and same with Lincoln. Like I was looking around, and I, was, I actually did this mental like going through the presidents. I was like, oh, there's that Nixon movie. Oh, wait, no, not him. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you know, as I would go through I stumbled on JFK too because I didn't feel JFK was really much, this is going to sound weird, but JFK wasn't actually much about JFK himself. You know what I mean? Yeah, which is why it, it wouldn't have made my top five. Yeah. I had similar things with like, basically all the political movies are usually about how bad politicians are right. or are like primary colors, right? Which is like about what a, like he's not, not bad, but he's kind of like a hapless schmuck. Like, are you so, almost picking Travolta? No. Are I'm you, not. are you saying JT, you've, you're coming around to the ways of <laughs> moving right along. So I <laughs> uh, need to pick next week's. So I think I know what I want to do. I want to give a little bit of like air to this one. So I'm not going to be specific. Maybe it's because I have PTSD from not being able to think of Kings and presidents this week. <laughs> but the idea is either your favorite, right? Top five favorite holiday movies or movies that get you in the mood for the holidays because we're, we're, we're entering the season. So that could be whatever you want it to be. It could be Thanksgiving. It could be Hanukkah. It could be Christmas. It could just be the season that is, it could be your favorite thing that has snow. I don't know, whatever it is, but something that gets you moving towards this season. Okay. Top five movies that get you in the mood for the holidays. Top five movies to get you in the mood for the winter solstice, solstice included. Hey, if that's what does it for you, this is a personal list. I'm totally here for that. <laughs> Going to be the secret of the Kells, I think. 
that's totally fair. I'm into that too. <laughs> well, I think that's a, a that's a good choice. By the way, my my last little weirdest trivia is the amount of times that Morgan Freeman has either voiced or been a president is kind of crazy. Like, oh, I'm I'm sure it is. Well, he's Morgan Freeman. And my Morgan, you know, if you could just summon for a moment your my most Morgan Freeman voice of saying this this was a fun chat, my friend. There's a part of me that wants to do a Morgan Freeman outro. Here's what I think you do. I think you do it, do it right now three times, but, uh, and leave this bit in, but you then edit out the ones that you don't like, which could be all three. So audience right now, we don't know if you're going to hear zero, one, two, or three takes by JT Freeman. And go. Thanks for letting us be your wingman, everybody. (laughs) 